The title of the message this morning is Arise and Shine. Please say that with me. Arise and Shine. I felt the Lord laid Isaiah 60 on my heart for today. And I do believe that it will strengthen and it will encourage us today. As I look around across our city and even people in the body of Christ, I'm aware that a lot of people seem to be downtrodden. A lot of people seem to be demoralized. I wonder if you've noticed that as well. And kind of discouraged by things like the economy, the political situation, the drought, the pressures of life, even the traffic. the corruption, that's a big one, etc. And one can easily get discouraged. But you see, here's the thing. I believe that the Lord wants us to look to Him for hope. Hear me. The Lord wants you and I to look to Him for hope, and He wants us to arise and shine. Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, reading from the New King James Version, it is on your screen, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Don't you like that but being in there? Because it says, but the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. There are four things I'd like to share with you. I hope I get to all the points. We'll see how it goes. Four things I'd like to share with you regarding this. Point number one, stand up, take your position and shine. Please say that with me. Stand up, take up your position and shine. And the first verse there says, those two words in Isaiah 60 verse 1, the first part, it says there, arise and shine. Now, would you just take this out of Old Testament scripture, in a sense, and bring it into now and realize that God is speaking to you now through his word, when he says these words, arise, shine. I think of waking up a little child, maybe a little five-year-old girl, and you say, rise and shine. Rise and shine, my sweetie. And what's that basically saying? It says, come on, get up, get dressed. There's things to do. There's a day that's waiting for you. And perhaps God is saying the same thing to you and I as his people today. He's saying, there's things to do. There's a purpose. Rise and shine. There's a responsibility that you have to fulfill. And I believe that this passage is a call to the church. Not to be stuck in insignificance, but to become the church of glory. When God envisioned the church, he didn't envision the church as a church being in defeat. He envisioned a prevailing church. A church of the glory. A church representing the glory of God. That same verse, Isaiah 60 verse 1, but now in the Amplified Bible it says, Arise from the depression and prostration 
in which circumstances have kept you. Maybe you can so relate to that. You feel like I've been going through some stuff and it's just kept me down, kept me down. But God says, arise from those things, rise to new life, shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord. Arise and shine. I like to really be practical in preaching and help us to try to understand what these things mean. In terms of arise and shine, what does it really mean if you say to somebody, hey, arise and shine? Well, let me say this. I believe that it does not mean the following. It does not mean to be asleep, to lie in the dirt, to be smacked down, to grovel, to faint, to be buckled over, to be defeated. That's not what it means. But I believe that arise and shine does mean to stand up, to surface, to come to the surface, to get to your feet, to take your position, to stand tall, and to be who God has made you to be. God has put things inside of you that have to come out, potential, ability, gifts, talents. And those things have to come out, and part of arising and shining is being who God's made you to be, unapologetically, confidently. This is who I am. I'm going to be who God has made me to be. Because let me tell you, the enemy loves to steal identity. Don't let him steal your identity. Don't let him rob from you, but you determine, no, I will arise and shine. I'm going to be who God has destined me and called me to be. And let me say this, that it is very important that when God says arise, listen carefully, when God says arise, it is not merely an instruction, but it is a word of power that speaks to your very limbs and brings life into your limbs and enables you to stand up, enables you to get up from the dust and be who God has called you to be. When God says arise, with his word comes his power. You might be sitting here today and saying, I can't get up again. John, you don't know, you've got your pretty little sermon here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what I've been through. I've been knocked down over and over again. I cannot. I can't can't do it. I don't have my own, I don't have the strength. Uh, That's okay because you don't have to have the strength. Because God says that when I say arise, I'm giving you a word of power, and that word of power brings strength to knees. It causes you to get up off the ground. And so as I'm saying this today, this is not like some sort of a positive speaking message, a motivational message. Oh, come on, let's do it. and Put your makeup on and shine for God. It's nothing like that. This is a word of power from God where he says to you, my son, my daughter, arise in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Arise. You know, when Jesus spoke to the lame man and he said, arise, take up your bed and walk, in those words was the power to fulfill the instruction. In those words, there was power. And so that man didn't have the power in his own, but in the word of God, God sent his word and healed his disease. God sent the power of his word, and through that, as he responded to that, he saw a miracle. Now, as you respond to the power of God's word, you can see miracles. Because that lame man still had to respond to what God said. 
So God sends his word of power arise, but we still have to respond. Let me give you some practical thoughts about arising and shining. Maybe you're a school teacher. You think, what does it mean to arise and shine? Well, maybe it could mean that you can teach with confidence and authority. Realizing that God's put you in that school to make a difference. Stand tall in who you are. Maybe you're a business person. I want to say you can expect influence and you can expect opportunity and you can say, thank you, Lord. You've made me to be the head and not the tail. And I believe that because of your declaration that I must arise and shine, I can expect greater things. Maybe you're in government. We're in the capital city. We have a number of people in our church that are in government. How do you interpret arise and shine as you are in government? Well, I'd like to say to you this, stand tall in righteousness. You might say, John, I'm so discouraged. There's so much widespread corruption. Well, that is exactly why God wants you to be there, so that you can stand tall in righteousness. If the church of Jesus Christ is not going to be shining the light at this point in time, how will the darkness disappear? And so you have a responsibility. Maybe you're a mom, and I want to say to you, be proud to be a mom. It is one of the highest and greatest callings. Never should be looked down upon. Maybe you're a student here today. I want to say to you, you can make a difference in your campus. Even if you're a first-year student, you can make a difference. Arising and shining could mean that to you. Maybe you're an attorney. Stand your ground, defend what is right, and remember that the great advocate of heaven is at your side, giving you the answers, giving you the wisdom that can astound others. But most importantly, sir, ma'am, you are a believer. And I want to say to you, in terms of arise and shine, I want to say, stand tall as a believer. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The apostle said, don't be ashamed because it is the power of God unto salvation. Can you say amen? amen? I do believe that there are too many Christians that are cowering. Too many Christians that are apologetic or they're intimidated by the world. And that shouldn't be the case. I say to you boldly, stand up, take your position and shine. Point number two, we are empowered to shine because we have received Christ, who is the light of the world. And this makes all the difference. Isaiah 60 verse 1, the second part says, for your light has come. Just before that, it says arise and shine. But the only reason why you can arise and shine is because your light, please say the word light, your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Light in darkness. Fascinating. 21st of August this year, I believe it was, there was a total solar eclipse in the United States of America. Did any of you see any photos or watch it on CNN or anything like that? Okay, it was quite fascinating. Now, in terms of that... It was something that countless Americans traveled to go and see. America virtually came to a standstill. Some people went nuts with excitement. I saw one or two videos on YouTube and so on, and people going like, ah, woo, you know, the, light, the lights are off and nobody's home, but you know. 
and she's going nuts, because it's dark. But in any case, it was quite a remarkable event. People were going nuts, and they stood in awe, and they watched as for about two minutes, there came a darkness across the planet. It was a fascinating thing. Even just watching on TV, it was very fascinating. But you know what it showed me? That human beings still have a deep fascination with light and darkness. And the Bible says, according to the word of God, that we have the light of life. I want to say to you, fundamentally deep down in every human heart is the longing for light and truth. We have the light of life. John 8 verse 12 says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 1 verse 4 to 5, Jesus speaking. Uh, It was about Jesus. In him, that's Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, one of the things, realizing that we are empowered to shine because of the light of Christ, is you actually have to do it. You can't just mentally assent to this thing of, oh, what a nice idea. I'm a light. You have to go beyond that, and you actually actually have to show through a good lifestyle, through your good deeds, through who God has made you to be, you need to let that light shine. And I believe the world desperately needs light. Listen to the scripture, Ephesians 5, verse 8 to 14 in the Living Bible. It says, For though once your heart was full of darkness, now it is full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. Take no part in the worthless pleasures of evil darkness, but instead rebuke and expose them. Please say the word expose. As a believer, you are expected to expose darkness and to expose it. Verse 13, but when you expose them, the light shines in upon their sin and shows it up. And when they see how wrong they really are, some of them may even become children of light. That is why God said in the scriptures, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. During this week on Thursday, I had the opportunity of attending a legal firm in the city, their 20th anniversary, their 20th celebration. A lot of judges and some high-profile people were there. And uh, this is a legal firm, which is a really kingdom-minded firm, and have done so many good things for the, the kingdom of God. And I spoke to a man at this event, and he was one of the original whistleblowers in South Africa, roughly about 16, 17 years ago, I would guess. Mr. Chishonga, the DDG of the Department of Justice. And he exposed widespread corruption that he came upon, both in his department and in other areas that he became aware of. But here's the thing. He exposed darkness. He was doing what believers are called to do. And according to verse 11, that's what we should be doing. That is what a light bearer does. So I want to say to you, don't turn a blind eye to some darkness that might be going on in your office. You expose it. 
then you are acting in keeping with God. And realize this also, folks, that the light that we are to release is not light that you have to try to generate or you have to try to work up this light. It is merely light that you have received from Christ. I love it when we look at what Christ has done in the many aspects, and one of the aspects is that he has given light, and therefore light shines through you and I because of Jesus, not because of our own power or ability. Please say, say this to the person next to you. God's light shines through you. Tell them that. God's light shines through you. Now let me tell you that a glowworm doesn't have to try and shine. It, it doesn't have a little lever at the back there, close to the buttocks area, and it goes, and then, it, it, it just doesn't do that, okay? It simply shines because of its design and nature. And you and I have the divine nature, the shining nature of Christ. And in terms of our good deeds and our good lifestyle and shining for God, it's not about bringing attention to ourselves, no. This is about bringing glory to God, for it says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Number three, this present darkness. Please say that with me, this present darkness. It says in verse 2a, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people of the earth. This darkness is referring to the pervasiveness of sin, or the wickedness of men. And allow me to mention just a couple of, let's call it dark things that we see in our age. Let me read them to you just quickly. Racial hatred, blasphemy, hating what is good, glorifying what is evil, terrorism, lawlessness, Nuclear threats, infectious diseases, civil conflict, organized crime, and even cybercrime. They are saying that in the future, criminal activity through computers, through online networking and all of that is going to be one of the biggest challenges in the world. And this is, these are things of the darkness of our age. And I want to say to you, it is to be expected that there will be great darkness in the last days. Some people think, no, 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 that can't be the case. But according to the word of God, it says that darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness, the people. So we shouldn't expect the eradication of darkness this side of heaven, for there will be darkness. But here's the thing. The darkness should not be our focus. We should focus on being light and we should focus on bringing light. In other words, simply put, we should focus on the glory of the Lord. Where's your mind? Where's your focus at this point in time? I remember Reinhard Bonker sharing a story. He was invited to go minister in some country. I don't know where it was. Invited to go and do a crusade there. Excited to go and minister. The pastor picked him up at the airport and pastor got him in his car, drive, drove him around the city, and the pastor said to him, Brother Reinhard Bonker, do you feel how dark and how evil it is here? And Reinhard Bonker said, my brother, I only sense the mighty presence of God. 
His focus was in the right place. He was seeing the glory of God. Which brings me to something else that reminds me of, in terms of this, uh, years ago there was a book written called This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti. Did any of you read that book, This Present Darkness? A number of hands going up. And it was a book that really portrayed the spiritual realm very well. It opened people's eyes to see how demonic forces work and try to influence people. Uh, it was certainly an eye-opener, and I personally found that I benefited from reading that book. But a few months after reading that book, I remember going to America to attend a conference there. And the pastor got up to take a session speaking at this conference and he said the following, he said, you know what, folks, the Christian world today has a problem. They have begun to focus on this present darkness. They have a this present darkness mentality where God is saying, no, 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 don't have that. You need to have a this present glory mentality. You need to be focused on what God is doing in the earth today. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I'm not worried about what the enemy is doing in the world today. I'm worried about what God is doing. And his kingdom is an advance his kingdom. And his kingdom is going to take strides. Come on, get excited for a moment, please. Too many of us are worried about darkness. And we should be consumed with the glory of the Lord. And God says the glory of the Lord will cover the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And so when I heard that statement that we mustn't be focusing on this present glory, but this present, sorry, this present darkness, but this present glory, it struck me. Because let me say this. That when the people of God come together, the enemy is terrified. He is scared. He runs because he so fears the glory of the Lord on the people of God. Some people say, but aren't there some demons maybe in the service? Let me tell you, the demons run 10 miles because they know that the glory of the Lord is experienced here. 1 John 4 verse 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So don't worry about what the Satanists are doing. Don't worry about what the Freemasons are doing. Don't worry about what the Illuminati is doing. Sometimes I get tired of people sending me stuff about the Illuminati and then they're trying to identify who's the Antichrist. It's a lot of rubbish. I want to focus on the glory of God. How about that? How about you? Focusing on the glory. Number four. Just a brief point, Isaiah 60 verse 2, the second part, it says, but the Lord will arise over you and His glory. Please say those two words, His glory will be seen upon you. The same verse in the Good News Bible, but on you the light of the Lord will shine, the brightness of His presence, don't you love that, will be with you. So even though darkness is covering the earth, the glory of God is rising upon you. Isn't that wonderful? That should become an aha moment. Lord, I don't, be, I don't need to be worried about the darkness in the world because your glory is arising upon me as a child of God. And so I want to say we should expect the glory of God. The church of Jesus Christ 
is a rising body and we must expect God's glory in an ever-increasing way. And let me say this, there is no other organization on the face of the earth that has the honor and privilege of hosting the glory of God but the church of Jesus Christ. And he wants to reveal his manifold wisdom through the church. I want to end off reading one last scripture. Malachi 4, verse 2 to 3. It says, but to you who fear my name, that's us, that's the church. Here we go. The son of righteousness shall arise. Let the Holy Spirit minister that to you. The son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings and you shall go out and grow fat like stall fed calves. And you shall trample the wicked. Do you see the position of victory over darkness? Trample the wicked. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Would you stand and pray? Let's stand and we pray together. Heavenly Father, there's nothing like your word. And as you have said to us today, arise and shine, we receive the power of your word that comes. And I speak to feeble knees. I speak to people that have become buckled over, that are lying in the dirt and in the dust. And I say in the authority of Jesus Christ and by the word of his power, I say to you, arise. Young lady, young man, sir, ma'am, older people, in the name of Jesus, I speak to you and I say, arise. Thank you, God, that you send your word right now. You bring strength into the limbs that people can begin to stand and stand up out of the dust and be who God has called us to be. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah.